It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. It's time for the drive Brew Ha Ha. Her Linda, of course, is here. Cheers. Ken Hartunian. Hartunian. Her Linda, explain who he is. He's calling. He's on the line. Ken's on the line. Okay, we're going to put A vintage on. beer show. What's yes. the deal there? So he is a, a, can, a vintage can collector. Um, a brewing enthusiast, and he has a ridiculous collection of his own. But he is calling in about uh, this uh, festival that I've always wanted to go to, and I don't think I'm going to make it this time. Where again. is it? It's in San Leandro at 21st Amendment Brewery, and it is on. Um, it is actually this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at 21st Amendment Brewery. Mmm, what a blue ribbon day! Open a beer, what do you hear? Why it sounds like Pabst, listen here. Pabst, Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Pabst is the beer that speaks for itself. It speaks with authority. It says, well done, now have a beer. And good cheer. It says it in one word. Listen here. Paps. Blue ribbon beer. Paps speaks for itself. It says, well done. Here's your refreshing reward. For all your blue ribbon moments, make it Paps, because Paps makes it perfect. Paps blue ribbon. So much better for so little more. Right now, Ken. Hartunian is on the line, and I'll turn it to uh, her, Linda. Talk to Ken. Hi, hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Hello. I think I've I'm got your well. doppelganger here next to me. Uh, you guys are going to have to meet uh, uh, Scott Jample <laughs> from uh, Sausalito Liquor Company. Uh, you guys look exactly alike. It's pretty funny. Although you guys can't see that on radio right now, but you are told me about this really cool event, the 39th Annual Western Regional Beer Can and Brewery Anna Show. What the heck is that? Tell us about it. Well, thanks, Solinda. Uh, Bruriana is like Americana, except brewery-related. Ah. So anything ha- having to do with a brewery, uh, usually uh, advertising. So it's a can, a bottle, a sign, a neon, a coaster, um, a bottle cap. It can be a bottle label. Um, it could be a neon sign, uh, which are very valuable. And then... Um, and, and, and even some brewing equipment uh, that isn't necessarily tied to any particular brewery in terms of the marking, but the history behind it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, if you ever toured the Anchor Brewing Company, you saw a lot of their vintage uh, brewing equipment oh, yeah. over the years. You got a, a real feel for how these tools and, and, and materials were used. But it's the 39th annual. Um, it started in Watsonville uh, almost, you know, 40 years ago by a very generous florist down there. He's the largest rose um, uh, Rose uh, dealer, a wholesale dealer in the state, and um, he hosted a show uh, the same weekend as uh, what was called the uh, Wine and Roses, and so um, yeah. he invited everyone to go to that event on Friday night after they were, went to his house for hospitality. We've extended that that uh, spirit in a Friday night room-to-room uh, trading and hospitality room at the nearby Hilton Garden Inn in San Leandro. So there's no charge to go to that, nor is there any charge to go to the public show on Saturday. And we are getting beer donated from Russian River Brewing Company, from Trumer in Berkeley, from uh, Drake's Brewing Company in San Leandro, and from Faction in Alameda. And all four of these 
breweries have been very great supporters of this event because they appreciate the history of brewery advertising. And to a, to a brewery, there are people there who love brewery, brewing history. Um, the owner of Drake's, as you may know, is John Martin. John, Martin. John also owns Triple Rock, and he owned 20 Tank back in the day in San Francisco. And if you visit those breweries, you see the mention signs there. Vinny and Natalie at Russian River, they have a ton of vintage signs there as well. So they really appreciate brewing history. Well, you sent me some pictures of, like, your um, collection. You have, like, all this awesome anchor stuff, which I just love. It'd be, it'd be actually kind of neat to have uh, Mark Carpenter and Bob Brewer take a look at it and tell us some stories there. And then you also have some Grace Brothers, which was a brewery here in Santa Rosa. We actually had one of the descendants of them on, um, I think, last year or something like that. But... Uh, and then the sign you sh- sent me has Happy Hops logo right in the middle. And I've seen a sign like that at Russian River Brewery because they make one of my favorite beers, Happy Hops. And it's an homage to the Grace Brothers, right? Exactly. Yeah, that, they got that red sign from me because a friend of mine had it. And he said, Ken, I'm thinking of parting with it. And I put him in touch with, with Vinny and Natalie and, and before he knew that they owned it. And um and then I see this. Then I see a second one, and I, I haven't seen either one of these uh, examples ever before. So there's only a handful of them out there. Um, so I picked that one up for myself. And now that I live back in Sonoma County again, I probably have this at, at my home bar, and it's sort of a, uh, an anchor, if you will, of my Grace Brothers collection. Hi. Here, have a blast while I get the food ready. Thanks. What a perfect day for a picnic. Hey, you know, if I didn't have the can right in my hand. I'd say this beer came straight from the tap. Hold everything. Let's hear that again. If I didn't have the can right in my hand, I'd say this beer came straight from the tap. Flats taste so good because it's all draft brewed. Some brewers make a different beer for bottles and cans than they do for the tap. But we take our draft brewed beer, pasteurized of course, bottle it, and can it. That's why Blatt's tastes so good. I'm from Milwaukee, and I ought to know why Blatt's beer tastes great wherever you go. All Blatt's is draft brewed, that's why you hear. Blatt's is Milwaukee's finest beer. Draft brewed Blatt's, Milwaukee's favorite premium beer, now at local prices. So what do you think is the rarest thing from your collection? Like what's like like the coolest or the rarest thing that you that you think that you have of your own collection? What kind of things will they see there that you think are you're hoping maybe to find? Yeah. Uh, well what I think the rarest thing I have is a seven eleven beer can uh, that was made for seven eleven stores in nineteen fifty nine. It was only made for a very short period of time by a brewery in New Jersey that was run by the mob called the Hamilton Brewing Company. Yeah, you gotta and, love that man. <laughs> And, and they, uh, they quickly pulled that, uh, pulled that specific design. It, um, there is a, in the, later in the 70s, they made a gold can, but they made that, you know, in, in quantity. Those are, you know, worth 20 bucks. Uh, but uh, the 7-Eleven, the original one from 59, is, there's only about a dozen of them known. I've done some research in terms of yeah. where they exist and collections. And uh, that's probably my rarest can. The rarest oh, can man, in 59, 7-Eleven beer. Them. No, thank What's you. That? Yeah. He said, 59, 7-Eleven beer. Oh, boy. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the rarest can in the hobby, uh, speaking of the mob, was a beer called Rosalie Pilsner out of Chicago that was brewed by Al Capone's Brewery. Yeah, cool. And um, if you remember that uh, Geraldo Rivera uh, special years ago when they went into the Canadian Ace Brewery and they were looking for treasure. We, we uh. collectors, we can collectors are like, 
find a Rosalie, find a Rosalie. But of course, you know they didn't. But um, one of the yeah, worst. One of those known in in, in, in on grade condition. And can can that that, tra- that was yeah. one of the worst uh, things ever put on television. <laughs> And one of my favorites at the same time. Yeah, it exactly. was hilarious. You watched it. Everyone was excited. Right. Ronaldo was like at his peak. And uh, no, that was a terrible, terrible. It's so disappointing, right? Uh-huh. I mean, at least like with with American Pickers, they set it up so there's always some good eye candy. There was nothing there at all. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the rarest kind. Last time that traded hands uh, was probably in the early 90s. And it went for $100,000. Wow. when. You know, uh, a, a can that's worth a hundred dollars today wasn't even going for two dollars today. So it's, wow. you know, it arguably it could be a it could be a two and a half or five million dollar can it, with the right buyer. And there's a lot of people who are who are collecting cans who were not can collectors before. They're buying them because of scarcity and and they it, it, because it's a sort of a bona fide collectible. Um, there there are people uh, who. You know, we scratch our heads. We say, who's paying that money for that? But it's not people that you know. It's people that are just looking to diversify their assets, essentially. So it's become very strange uh, to us who, you know, started our careers going by the side of the railroad tracks and picking up any empty cans we could find and bringing them home and washing them out and having our mothers yell at us for get that dirty can out of my kitchen sink, take that downstairs and, you know, clean it in the slop sink. Ken, um, so I... I, um I think that I wonder if there's like a market like are like studios like movie and television studios are doing vintage stuff like I don't know like say The Godfather if they were looking for something like that but I mean are they do do movies ever use some of these vintage cans and bottles and signs and things as well like at the Washu House you walk in there and you it's like going back in time it's great yeah yeah that's a really good question um, they do um, and so in let's see in Sebastopol. Um, there is there is a guy who moved up. His name was name was Guy Guy Smith. Um, I don't know if you know about him or not. Uh, but he and his family moved up from Los Angeles. He was a prop director. They moved up in 1957 or 58, and he built a Wild West town on his property. Oh, yeah. And in that town, he built a saloon, and and he actually had a can collection in there. That wasn't for filming, but uh, what what movie uh, makers want to see is uh, and prop directors they want to see multiples of of a particular can or bottle. So. You can see, you know, in a bar, four or five people drinking Miller High Life from 1945, and there'd be a couple empty dead soldiers, uh, you know, that they've already finished. So um, there are some people in Southern California who do pretty well there. There's other people who are sort of known for that. Uh, if the movie is filmed in a particular part of the country, you, you get that the beer that was available in that part of the country, and you get it. You get the correct label, the age-appropriate label as that, well. That is so cool. Well, you're, so now that you live in Sonoma County, you need to come into the studio with some of your collection, and we're going to try some new stuff. Um, at the same time, we'll have a little happy hops in here at the same time. Yeah, and you know, Ken, there's nothing I love doing more than showing stuff on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but I will put, I'll post it on our put it, Facebook page. We put it right up to the microphone, and anyone driving around or listening to the show can look at their radio or, or whatever they've got and, and see it. We should do a show here. But so Okay, so the show that you're, you're doing um, is the 39th Annual Western Regional Beer Can and Breweriana, uh, Sunday morning, November 4th, at the 21st Amendment Brewery at William Street, San Leandro. Um, and that is both Saturday and Sunday, right? No, it's it's, it's actually just Saturday. Just so Saturday. It's not Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's two, it's two days from now. Uh, that it's from nine a.m. to one p.m. and uh, the public's allowed in free. There's no charge. Just like the regular customers from Twenty First Amendment who go there to drink will 
will be able to, to roam around. It's like a, like a little antique show, but really beer-focused. Um, Friday night, though, in the Hilton Garden Inn in San Leandro on Llewellyn Boulevard, many of us are going to be staying there, and we, we open our doors up in our hotel rooms, and it's like, um, it's like a little antique show. You can walk in, and, and almost everybody has beer to drink, and I make sure of that. I mentioned those four brewers that donated beer. I make sure everybody has a good supply of that beer that's donated, and uh, not a lot of the people from who are not in the hobby come there, but it, it is open. And well, that so like um, that fun. starts at three, and we have a hospitality room too where we're pouring all of those beers. And we'll probably have three or four varieties in Russian River. That sounds great. All uh, right, he is yeah. Ken Hartunian. It is the Vintage Beer Show. We've talked about it happening this Saturday. Yep, and uh, yes. at 21st Amendment Brewery in uh, San Leandro, California. Uh, but maybe we could do one here someday. All right, Ken. All right, thank you. Ken, well, thanks, I'm man. Good Thank to, you, and, and definitely want to do it in Sonoma County. Bring the fun up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your butt here in the studio, and we'll show stuff on the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Hartunian, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again. We'll see you again. Next week is Natalie from Russian River Brewery. We'll oh, cool. be in with Shadow of a Doubt Porter and talking about like some of the holiday things happening as well. Right on. It is the Drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the Victory House and the Poppy Bank Epicenter. What's all this brew ha ha? Brew ha ha? <laughs> you ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor. Make friends with Valley Forge, do yourself a big favor. It's pale, it's light, it's smooth. It always tastes just right, so you ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor. When friends drop in, invite them to make friends with Valley Forge. If they're like most people today, they like a modern beer, a beer that's pale, light, smooth. Yes, they like Valley Forge beer because every drop is brewed especially to suit the modern taste for thirst-quenching refreshment. For downright satisfaction, there's just nothing quite like Valley Forge beer. In fact, the most a host can do for friends is serve Valley Forge. So you ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor.